I'm Brandon Spratt. Welcome to Awaken, the podcast. I believe the most valuable gift you can give yourself and others in this world is authentic presence. When you are in your truth and you own it, you become an empowered being with the capacity to inspire others by just your presence alone. The journey to becoming a more empowered, inspired, and aware being starts right now. The two eyes that I was born with um, radically changed over the course of the past couple of years. I always felt like I was an aware child, um, just taking in everything from the external world and staying a little bit shy and withdrawn for quite a few years and just really being an observer of reality itself. Um, and then, and I'm going to share more about this story as time goes on in this podcast, but um, that'll come later. Whenever I awakened to my soul and realized my place in this universe, I began to see things much differently. Whenever I looked to the sky and looked in the clouds, I didn't just see that anymore. I didn't just see clouds and see a sky filled with, um, you know, these clouds that I used to just look at and um, marvel when I was younger. But I saw them from a new perspective, like I could feel this energy presence within them. It was almost like I could sense the creator in the clouds, if that makes sense. Um, I began to see the stars and the heavens for what they really are at least what it meant to me. I began to feel and see these other dimensions of reality. I began to have intuitive insights and downloads that were coming from places in my mind and, and, and from people around me that I was learning from that were quite far out, which I'll go into you know, another time as well. But whenever I look at the sky and I look up now and I enjoy a breath, I am just mystified by the beauty of all of creation. I just find time these days to sit and stare at the wind blowing past and through a tree's leaves. And I begin to have thoughts of appreciation and really embracing the miracle that is life. So often we get so caught up in our day-to-day -day hustle and bustle, job, family, and we forget to, to take a moment to observe. And I'm guilty of this too. I was, as a young child, like I said, I was an observer. And then life got busy. You know, I started to be a young adult in the world. And I was trying, well, I wasn't trying. I was participating in life. But I was so disconnected. And... Now I've come back to this place of balancing out the, the appreciation and taking time to sit and watch, you know, nature in front of me just as it is and just staying still and watching and being present and asking my intuition, asking what can I learn here in this moment? What can I, what can I learn from watching, you know, the wind? What can I learn from watching this tree? 
And you'll be surprised at the messages you'll receive whenever you really listen, when you deeply listen to the subtle consciousness that is around all of us, that there's this illusion that uh, we're disconnected from it, but we're really very much connected to it. We just have to tap into it and believe that we can access it. So there was a time whenever I was traveling through Thailand, it wasn't too long ago actually, and I had just moved to Bali, again not too long ago, and then I wasn't sure if I wanted to stay in Bali and I wanted to keep traveling. And I was bouncing around a lot in Bali from different hostel to ashram to different home, homestay, and uh, different bed and breakfasts, and I wasn't feeling the flow, so I left and I went to Thailand for a little while. Also met a friend there, and I was going to do a project with her, and uh, so there were some practical things too. And I was feeling a bit distant from my spirit, from my soul, one day, and so I walked out to the beach, and I sat uh, on the beach, and a little bird came by and sat right next to me, and it got really close to me. It, it was an interesting moment because, you know, a lot of animals don't get too close to humans because they... they feel the fear off of us, you know, and so they, they stay away from that energy. It's not a vibration that they like to be around. And as higher up in the food chain, they also see us as predators, <laughs> clearly. Um, but this bird, it didn't show any fear next to me. And I also had this feeling of like, I don't fear you either. And I'm not going to harm you. You know, I had this just communication of we can trust each other. And then the bird you know, I just, I just asked it, I was like, what can you teach me? I'm going to listen. I'm going to take this moment to listen. And I sat there for about 30 minutes probably and just watched the shore with this bird next to me, watched the bird too as it hopped around near me. And, and it wasn't like a seagull bird that was like wanting to like get food for me. It wasn't like the, that kind of a beach. It was just a very quiet beach in Thailand uh, on one of the islands there on Koh Phangan. And and uh, so it was like a, actually some kind of tropical bird. I'm not quite sure what it was, but it was different than a, a bird just wanting food from me. It, there was no other birds around. And so I, as I was listening, um, finally a message came through. And the first message was, look at me and notice how much freedom I have as a bird in the world, but yet I still have a nest. And those words were quite profound for me along this moment in my journey because I was just bouncing around everywhere and I was like a kite in the wind and not grounding anywhere. And while I, I do love the nomadic lifestyle and I love traveling, it can be a bit stressful to get practical things done and also to grow as a teacher and share more. I really felt like I was needing to plant and root myself to, to grow in this world, to have commitments, to stay uh, with a schedule and, and teaching and sharing, you know, uh, the gift of yoga. And I didn't feel like, I felt like I was digressing with all this traveling. As much as I loved it, there was part of me feeling like I was uh, digressing as well. And then the other thing about this bird was it only had one leg, which is quite interesting. It, it, and it wasn't hiding its other leg, or not that I noticed, but it, it was hopping around on one leg the whole time. And I noticed, I was like, wow, look at the strength of this bird, you know, it, taking care of itself, walk, uh, hopping around on one leg. And then the second message a little bit later came through about exactly this, about how the bird can support itself even standing on one leg. 
And for me, I have a, or I had a belief system thinking that, you know, I'll manifest more of my dreams whenever I have more support, whenever I have maybe a beloved, you know, helping me along my path and working together in a co-creation with a, with a partner, um, a lover. And that, that thought would always come up at times. And, you know, I always, I would believe that thought. Like so many of us, we think we need something outside of us to really help us um, commit and manifest uh, a dream or desire. We feel like it's overwhelming to take on so much just on our own self sometimes. And while there is merit to this, you know, whenever we stand up and commit ourselves fully to a project or to a vision, seeing it through, you know, and starting it out with, with, um, all of our devotion and commitment to the project for the bigger purpose of whatever it's about and whoever it's there to help and whoever it's there to serve, that's where we have to stay and remember that, you know, if we're really passionate about something, we can really, we can really make it happen and make it work. And then, you know, as time goes on and as our commitment stays strong, the universe will bring us support. But I'm learning that, that uh, I'm learning that right now and support comes in only whenever we are really dialed in in our systems, in our commitment, in our um, trajectory, and in our vision. Take a moment to go into nature and to see what it can teach you. Another quick story about nature was whenever I was, um, actually I don't quite remember when this was. I think this was whenever I was homeless in LA and I was at a park and I, I was sitting under a tree and I was meditating and just receiving downloads and tapping into spirit and connecting and all that stuff. And, uh, and I, it wasn't, I don't think I was receiving much. I was just kind of sitting there and nothing was really happening. And I was a bit distracted and not really wanting to meditate, but I was like, I need to meditate. I'm homeless. I got to like tap in and connect and get balanced and all this. And, um, and then I looked at the, I opened my eyes and got out of the meditation and I, I looked at the tree and then I had another moment of an active meditation of eyes open, gazing at the tree. And the tree spoke to me after some time, and it said, Look at me and see how firm my roots are in the ground. Again, this, com this theme of like having a nest, having roots, being grounded in the world, has um, been a, <laughs> a repeating theme for me, which I am, I am continuing to learn and integrate. But... Then, and I was, you know, at the time, this moment, I remember feeling very stuck and like, oh my God, I'm, I'm homeless. How am I, how the hell am I going to get out of this situation? And, you know, just the doubt and feeling um, really down on life and, and, and wondering if I would ever really get back on my feet again. And the tree, you know, spoke and said about the roots thing, but it also said, and remember, even though I am here solid as a tree right now, I will also change too. Even as a tree, I am not stuck here. So it communicates to me again this concept of everything transforms. Just the timelines are, the timelines vary from person to person. So I thought that these were a couple good stories to share with you guys just about nature and taking that time to tap in and see what it can teach you. Um, because it has taught me so much about myself it has taught me so much about, about taking that moment for yourself, taking that moment to be at peace, and just to watch how nature works. We can learn so, so much.
Another thing that I feel so deeply, so viscerally, tangibly within me since my awakening has been literally in the power of my hands and the concept of healing hands and healing touch. And I feel this so strongly. I actually uh, was doing crystal healing um, for a client one time and I remember closing my eyes and I had a whole vision of this sacred geometry of the flower of life coming out of my palms and a white light. And, and I feel this constantly. as the, When I stay committed in my spiritual practice and my, and my kundalini yoga and meditation practice and I stay deep in this practice, I feel this, this energy buzzing within me. And it's hard to even put into words, but it's like you can feel that these hands want to create. I'm embodied in this in this body suit, flesh suit, to, to create. We're made in the image of the creator of spirit, of the universe, the most creative thing in all of existence that created everything. It's a creative energy. It creates everything. It, it, it is self-organizing, self-generating, and it also destroys itself so that more can be rebuilt. And so if we're made in the image of that, with all the stardust and everything that exists within us organized in this way to create a body in this form to have this these human experiences then if we are not creating then that's death to me and now I can feel this sensation of creation within me that wants to create and we go through these phases these ups and downs through life where we feel creative and then where we don't feel as creative but whenever I can remember to get re-inspired, and if we look at the word what inspired breaks down to, it's inspired, in spirit. I'm in my spirit. I am inspired. And so whenever we stay in this state, that's when we can create from that place of, of our truth. But how do we get to that place of, of creativity and of truth and of inspiration and passion? For me, personally, it was the path of yoga and, and waking up every morning and clearing my subconscious with mantra, with meditation, with pranayama, with asana practice to get to the point where I discovered clarity. And finding your purpose and your dharma and all these things, you know, it, some, I mean, it's, it's person to person. It can happen overnight for some people but it could also be a lengthy process for some people. We're all different and we all have a different directive in life. The yogis call this hukam, the spirit, the one unmanifested spirit uh, gives us a hukam. It gives us a directive and it's up to us to be able to live in that directive of what we're here to do. And also in these hands, it's like I can feel the authenticity of what wants to be created, the vibrational flow that I can feel within these hands that wants to create. I can feel the future influence that it's going to happen. And I don't mean just like through my hands, but through my speech, through my thought forms, through my clarity. I can already sense and see the ripple in the pool that is earth being changed by not just my vibrational uh, output to the to the matrix, <laughs> to the universe, but also I can sense it within you and anybody else in the world. I can see how each one of us is this ripple that is vibrationally 
elevating and transforming and changing uh, Earth and the world and the cosmos as a whole. I feel like I can see the world ahead um, and I can also see the worlds behind us, seeing the states of duality that were shattered and as we're coming out of duality, out of the, out of the age before us, the Piscean age, and we're moving into the Aquarian age, we're going beyond the polarity and duality within us and we're merging the hemispheres of the brain uh, or known as the Divine Masculine and the Divine Feminine. We're merging these two hemispheres together naturally. Consciousness itself, as we know, as we've said, is self-organizing and self-orchestrating and generating. So as a, as a creative evolutionary aspect, it's going to want to bring us into balance for evolution. It doesn't want to self-destruct and destroy itself. This is a planet of free will, so we have to be careful with this. At the same time, you know, the Creator has all directive and right and power to kind of ignite that light bulb within us by cosmic forces that help the planet to awaken, which is actually what we're seeing right now. It's quite fascinating. Um, but a lot of, you know, a lot of us are like coming out of that fog of like remembering who we are and being curious about past lives and the reasons for um, pain and trauma from this life or maybe from other lives. And we're becoming curious about why, why all these things, why on this planet, you know, we're asking more questions because we had a disconnect to our spirit. And when we feel disconnected from our spirit, it'll then birth questions of why. And whatever enters this world, Earth, as a consciousness, another birth of unconsciousness is also created because that's just how this planet works. It's known, this planet is known as a testing planet. We can't live in this world without the slates being wiped clean from the beginning. Could you imagine having all the awareness and knowledge just in this brain about all your past lives that came before? In the yogic philosophy, it's, we go through so many different forms before we come into a human form. And then once we had a human form, we have to go through so many different types of human forms till we're on the path of, of awareness and, and um, enlightenment and, and liberation. So it makes sense that it's designed in this way for us to not remember everything. And then also, you know, as a testing planet of lessons, if we knew all the answers before we came in, it wouldn't be a test. And then also, you know, it's also this, this dimension, this third dimension is designed so that we can't quite figure it all out until we get to that moment of liberation, you know. And enlightenment is not the same as liberation. We, many of us are becoming enlightened on the planet. And enlightenment simply just means all the light bulbs are clicking and, and awareness is shifting and perspective is heightening within our brain, within our mind. But it does not mean that we are liberated. And so this is actually to our benefit because if we, if it's, it's beautiful and wonderful to have the state of enlightenment within us because that keeps us curious, you know, you know, they say like, we're the children of God, we're the children of the creator. Well, if we really adopt that and think about that, what are children like? 
they appreciate um, the world as it is. They're very present. They're so youthful, cheerful most of the time. But the main point of this with children is that they represent that curiosity and wonderment of, of what they've just been birthed within. And so whenever we become awakened and we get past you know, the, the, the shadow self, the, the parts of our mind that need to be seen so that it can be cleared and then we can come into the state of eternal presence and joy, instead of trying to transcend and figure out this whole thing out, we can, we can have the desire to want to figure things out and be on this path of enlightenment. But if we stay in that, that wonderment, childlike state, there is so much joy that exists in that space. Now go ahead and just imagine for a moment, you know, yourself watching a play or watching a movie. And for those of you who are either in theater or, or whatever jobs and positions that are behind the scenes of a play, you know the difference between whenever you're watching a play and whenever you're behind the scenes. And also the same with what it takes to make a film and a movie. You have a different level of awareness whenever you're watching a film once you've seen how a film is made. And it almost takes away some of your presence to enjoy the film because you're wondering, oh, how, they, how do they do that scene? How do they make that? How do they do this here? Oh, I know how they did that. Or that was, you know, they missed a scene here. They missed a clip here. You have so much heightened awareness around the whole process of how it works. You sometimes aren't able to actually enjoy the film itself or enjoy the play itself. And this really helps me out because I am a very curious person and wanting to understand how all this works and operates around us and to, to shatter the illusion. Um, but then I come to this place of remembering what I just said. And whenever I come to this space, it eases my anxieties. It eases my, my obsession about understanding spirituality and then transforming it into a place of, well, how can I learn practical tools that make me come into a state of presence, contentment, and peace? And then whenever I share those tools, that's how I feel the most peace and the most gratitude and uh, the most appreciative of this life and the experiences. So, so allow yourself to enjoy the mysteries of life. I think too often... We get so in our head about it, and we just need a little reminder to drop back down, back into our heart, because that is where we're supposed to be. That's where the magic is. That's where the appreciation is. That's where the, that's where the liberation is. Even if we just get a moment of enlightenment and a moment of liberation, that can make all the difference. And then to be content with what we receive in that moment and be able to not attached to our experiences and move on and move forward with whatever we're called to do in life, whatever we're inspired to do or, or how we're to be in the world. I think, that's, I think that's a good message to end with on this episode. I hope you all enjoyed it. Stay positive, stay aware, and don't let your mind take over. Let your mind be a servant to your soul and not the other way around. Satnam, Wahiguru, Namaste. See you in the next episode. I'm Brandon Spratt, and you've been listening to Awaken, the podcast. You can follow Awaken on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook.
If you haven't done so yet, please go to Apple Podcasts and subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. Join me every week or every other week for Awakening Conversations. Thank you for listening.